Good morning, DJ and PK. It's 97.5 and 12.80 The Zone. So, the Cougars win, the Aggies win, the Wildcats win. Lots of drama. Maybe unnecessarily so for BYU. For Weber State, 10 points in the last three minutes. For Utah State, a field goal as time runs out, and they all get wins. We're going to start you off this morning with Gary Anderson, the Aggie coach. Wow, what a game. Uh, down early. 7-0, 14-7. They come back. They're up 28-14. They're in charge. Look like they can blow it open. Suddenly, they can't stop Fresno State. The Bulldogs are just going up and down the field. But at the bitter end, after passing up a field goal and five minutes left and getting stuffed, you know, I get that. And really, so many football people complain about running out of the shotgun. You don't have a head of steam. You're five yards off the line of scrimmage. And to run and get a four-yard loss? Ah, but the D got a stop, which I didn't expect. They got the ball right back, and the Aggies went down and won the game. And that is in the bottom line what really matters. All the other stuff's just details. You can work it out later, mix stuff up, change it up. But you got the win, and you're 5-4. And, and Fresno's 4-5, and five, a painful loss for them. Here is Gary Anderson after the game on 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. All right, joining us now, the head coach of the Utah State Aggies, Gary Anderson. Coach, uh, that game may have taken a year or two off your life, but that was one heck of a game to watch, that's for sure. It's well dumping. Well, well worth dumping a couple of years. So. <laughs> but I'm just going to say this. Talk about a, a resilient, tough-minded group of kids that just became one fist and fought their tails off. All, all, all three phases found a way to contribute. We got a lot to work on, but you know what? I'm just, I'm just proud of this team's just the resolve and their toughness and what they've gone through the last couple of weeks and to come out here and, you know, just fight together like that. It's, it's so rewarding to see them have success. Um, I love them. And, gosh, it's fun to see them play like that and get a big win. I agree, Coach. I mean, you get the fourth down at the goal line stop, and, and I don't know what you said to that defense, but they came up and got a stop when they needed the most. Matter of fact, two consecutive three and outs. Talk about the resiliency of that group. Well, they did because, uh, you know, it was a struggle all night long. Obviously, for both defenses, it was a struggle, and it was up and down the field many times, and there was a couple times they bowed up in the red zone. We had to kick some field goals a couple times that we, you know, got down there and were able to score. They could make a great play on the fourth down call, but the, the, def the defense just kept battling, and they, they fought in there, and they did what they had to do at the end of the day to, to, to make the play um, a half a yard short to give us a chance, and in games like these, you know, they kept fighting, and it's when when you're playing that way on defense, sometimes it's not that easy to get out there and keep rolling and keep fighting. But they sure did, and again, I just I couldn't be prouder of a group of kids. Are these the kind of games that you stalk away and can refer to later as a coach? What's that? I didn't hear you. Are these the kind of games that your team really learns from, and that they can you know lean on later on in the season? Oh, I, I think it absolutely is. Um, can you guys hear me? Yeah, I can't hear yeah, you yeah. You sound okay. good. If you want to face uh, okay. us a little bit more, it might help. Out okay. A bit. Yeah, we're trying to. I'm trying to. It's Doug's. Doug, Doug's completely blowing this thing up right now. <laughs> yeah. So this is falling apart on us. So, um, but anyway, what was your question? One more time. Well, I was just saying these are the kind of games that you remember two or three years from, or two or three games from now. You're like, remember how tough you were then? I need you to do this again. There's no doubt. And there's young kids that grew up. You know, I mean, Munoz had to go in there and play inside linebacker. You know, so that's uh, that's what's that's. Woody down, another guy down, another guy down, and then Eric comes in, and, and he came in and, and did some good things for us. So it's, you'll learn from it from that, the guys that are playing, the young guys will play, the older guys. But the biggest thing to me is just you just have to keep fighting because anytime you're in a big-time college football game, it's, it's a battle when two good teams are playing, and I think this was two good teams here tonight. And uh, Yes, they'll learn from it. Uh, it'll make them tougher. It'll make them more uh, 
committed, I guess, in the end of the day that they know they can get it done. And the offense was fantastic tonight. It was awesome to see that. Coach Sanford and his crew did a great job tonight of you know, getting that thing going up and down the field. And if we didn't have the offense tonight, obviously it would have been a, a different story. But uh, we did. And defense came up when they had to. And then obviously the huge special teams play there to snapper, holder, kicker. Everly makes <laughs> it, but don't forget the snapper and don't forget the holder in that situation. Hey, Coach, how good was your quarterback tonight? He was fantastic. Um, you know, and then let's 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 start. If a quarterback has a chance to be fantastic, yep. it starts with the guys in front of yep. him. And uh, you know, they they did a tremendous job of protecting him. And you know, we knew coming in, it's going to be tough sledding, running the ball. It's going to be tough sledding, running the ball every single week. That's it, that that's who we are. But it's not going to mean we're not going to try um, to run the ball at times. But we have to be effective through the air to do what we're going to do to to to, to get uh, points on the board. And Jordan was fantastic. I think he. You know, held his composure and his poise uh, throughout the game, made good decisions, and his receivers picked him up when they had an opportunity to make big plays. So it's, a, it's just a, an unbelievable team effort, and you know, just it's, uh, it's awesome to see those kids' faces in that locker room with that joy that they had. It's, uh, it's a special moment. To be able to, you know, you talk about running the ball, but to be able to run the ball to make sure that you go from the 30 to the 10 to be able to make that an easy field goal for Everly. I mean, that shows you how, how great this running game can be in the fourth quarter at times. Yeah, nothing's easy. So. Yeah. <laughs> I don't say easy field goal. Those well, that's true. Yeah, I'm sorry. Um, and, but, and easier. But, 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 right, yeah. Yes, yes. It sure came out nice when it came off his foot. But, yeah, they did. They, You know, when they had to do it and um, had to run the ball in that situation, they, they got us where we needed to be. And G. Bright did a nice job of breaking some tackles and getting down. And so it's just, you know, they, they flex their muscles a little bit and they impose their will. And they'll continue to grow. It's a young group. And that, that's a group that you look at it and say, hey, guys, we can do this now. We can continue to grow and we can build from this. And obviously it's a different opponent. It's a different type of person. Every team has their strengths and weaknesses every week. But we were able to get it done when we had to in that situation. And they'll, they'll continually grow from that. And, you know, they were, they were a happy crew taking pictures after that, that offensive line was. <laughs> and, Coach, four and one now in league play, still in this thing, and uh, a step closer to bowl eligibility. So a couple of goals still out there in front of you. No doubt, no doubt. Um, this was a, this was a huge game, and we knew it's uh, we've we've taken care of business for the most part in conference, and um, we've got those four victories. And so we need to continue to grow and develop. We're going to be tested next week. I don't know what happened to Wyoming tonight, but. Uh, um, have they even kicked off yet? Probably just getting ready to yeah, kick off. Yeah, I think they just so, kicked off about yeah, uh, 30 yeah. minutes ago. Yeah, so, you know, I mean, it's going to be a battle. They're coming to our place, and then obviously we got Boise coming. And so one step at a time with this team, and just it's, it's, it's got to be us. It's got to be a tight fist, and they got to continue to grow and battle. And that's, that's, that was their challenge this week. And, you know, they, they stepped up to it, and it's a play here, a play there. That game can go either way. And, you know, Fresno State played their tails off, and so did the Aggies, and the Aggies made one more play than they did tonight. I know you got the 24-hour rule to celebrate, but I think this team needs to make every one of those 24 hours count. That's oh, for yeah, sure. we'll, we'll celebrate. It'll, it'll, be a, it'll, be a, it'll be a fun plane ride home, trust me. No doubt. Looking <laughs> forward to being on it. Yep. Thanks, Coach. Yep. Okay, guys. Go Aggies. There's Aggie head coach Gary Anderson. All right. We're going to take a break. When we come back, the Cougars. They get their win, and we will hear from Kalani Sataki and Micah Simon coming up. Take the zone with you wherever you go. Let's go. Download the all-new Zone Sports Network app on your phone and get live streaming of the zone as well as podcast editions of every show. From Salt Lake to Shanghai, Provo to Portugal, or Ogden to Oslo, wherever you go, we'll tag along. Let's go. Download the new Zone app by searching Zone Sports Network wherever you shop for apps. It's the Zone Sports Network app. From 97.5, 1280, The Zone, and The Zone Sports Network. 
Good morning, DJ and PK. It's 97.5 and 12.80 The Zone. BYU beats Liberty. Liberty's offense keeps them in the game. That last touchdown pass was outstanding. No, the classic, no, no, no. Great throw. Great throw. Uh, but BYU, despite the fake field goal, and I don't understand it, they were moving the ball pretty well. It's fourth and two. Run it right at them. You're probably going to get three, four, five yards. You're going to get the first down. You're going to run out the clock and win the game. Throwing the ball to the kicker behind the line of scrimmage. And I guess you got to give it to Kalani Sataki. He's aggressive, he's bold, and he likes to take chances from a two-point conversion at Utah. Multiple fourth down gambles, this fake field goal. He's done some wild stuff. I wouldn't have done it, but they won the game in the end anyway. So what I just said in the last segment about Utah State, you fix everything else, you work it all out, and you got the win. Here's Kalani Sataki. He's at the podium with Micah Simon, who caught a long pass to set up a touchdown, which he actually scored on that touchdown as well. And through the second touchdown pass, hit Bushman for a touchdown, put him up 17-7 at the half. Here's Micah Simon, a BYU receiver, with Kalani Sataki, the head coach, at the podium. I thought it was a good game. You know, uh, thought we give a lot of credit to Liberty. They came ready to play and had uh, guys were really well coached. Um, thought they had a really good game plan. And, uh, you know, we battled with them. I, I was really proud of our players and the, the resi- resiliency that they showed and, and the uh, opportunity to make more plays and get this win. You know, I, we knew that they were a dangerous team and that they could do some things. They had some uh, great talent on their team and, and uh, you know, just, just grateful that we were able to make more plays and get this win. So, uh, you know, there's obviously some things that we can we can correct and get better at, but I think you have to give a lot of credit to Liberty and some of the things that they did, plays that they made and and uh, keeping it such a, a close and, uh, you know, entertaining game. I'm, I'm just glad our, our guys played hard or, our players just played really hard and, and really thankful that they were able to get the win. So, any questions? Do you have a statement to say, Micah? Micah's a. Uh, no, you got it. He's campaigning for a quarterback <laughs> job, too. He wants to compete for the quarterback job. He says his rating is pretty good right now as a QB, going back to his high school days. So, but I'm going to uh, do a senior night next week. So. <laughs> <laughs> with, with this win, Kalani, do you feel like your team's learned some from the hard lessons that took place you know, earlier in the season on those losses? This win. I thought the guys have always played hard. They, they, they have. They really have. And I was really proud of like, the way the guys played. I, you know, it seemed like we were close to putting this thing away and couldn't. And I think you have to give a lot of credit to Liberty. I think Coach Freeze had their team ready to roll, you know. And, um, man, they, 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 they were able to, comp- you know, answer back with something. And, and um, you know, we, I can't really say that we, we – made a lot of mistakes because they're the ones that kind of forced it you know and obviously the turnovers cost us but uh we'd like to win the turnover battle you know but uh they were able to take care of the football the quarterback was i mean he's i, th- I think this is like his thir- 40th game starting and so i mean we've had like what six quarterbacks play since in that same amount of time and and this guy is uh you know looking at that what buckshot's done and he he, he spreads the ball out really well gets the ball out quick and um Defensively, whenever you're trying to bring pressure, he he just just takes care by throwing the ball out. And he was able to find hot routes faster than a lot of quarterbacks I've seen. So I think you have to give him a lot of credit in the game plan that they had, and um, you know the opportunities that they had to throw the ball around the field quite a bit. And um, I thought they had some really good talent at, at, at a tight end and, and receiver. So um, yeah, we knew that they're an effective offense and that their defense could make plays as well. And uh, we knew it was going to be a battle. We knew we were going to get their best, and they were preparing for this game. They were ready for this game, and I was just really proud our, our guys were ready for this game too and get the win. So to answer your question in a long way, yeah, I think these guys are getting better and they're learning, and 
Um, you know, we're seeing a lot of guys step up and make plays, and, and uh, uh, just really thankful that we get the win. And then we just made more plays than they did, you know. So I'm just really thankful that guys like Mike have done a great job leading the way and, and establishing a culture that we can keep building on and keep learning from from these games. Well, when, what went into the decision to have the um, scrum play on that second and nine and fourth? Because I wanted to. <laughs> Just wanted to see what it You know, I thought that we, we had something there, and I thought, I thought maybe it would be close to popping, but obviously I was wrong. So they, they were ready for it, and, and uh, you know, it, it was probably not the right call. We, we had some things to go, but I, I felt like we could have got it. What about the, the fake field goal? Yeah, I thought that was there too. So... It wasn't. They did a good job. I mean, I, I had to look at it again, but it looked like we were a little slow on the snap or the snap was low and uh, the timing was a little off. But we've practiced that for a long time. We've been practicing it and we've been waiting for that moment to, to call it. And it seemed like a long field goal and, and kind of a, a bad position to to um, to really punt, you know. And so either choices were either kick a field goal or, or do the fake that we thought was there. And, and uh yeah, just uh, I thought they made the play, you know, and I thought uh, we didn't execute it well enough. But I think the timing was a little off. I had to look at it on film. I didn't didn't see it cleanly, but it seemed like the the throw was a little late and might have bobbled it or it might have been a bad snap. But yeah, I like I like the aggressive call. Max too is a young player that seems to really emerge and led, led you guys in tackles. Can you maybe just comment on his play and work? I love the way Max, he makes plays, you know, and I'm yelling at him. Either I'm happy or I'm, or I'm angry, but he's a big playmaker, and just like a lot of the guys on this team. And, I, and uh, um, you know, I expect him to make a lot of plays, and sometimes he makes mistakes, and, and you know, I'll let him know about it. But uh, the guy's tough. He's a great player. I thought when, in the recruiting we were able to, to um, you know, hold him here and then keep him here. I think he's a big-time guy that, that, that makes a lot of plays. But I feel that way about a, a lot of the guys on, on this team, especially the youngsters, you know. So um, I think there's a lot more opportunities for them to make more plays. But if you look at it, we, you know, we didn't, weren't able to force any turnovers, and that's a little frustrating. But I think I keep going back to Liberty. I, th- I thought, I mean, I was really impressed with, with the way um, Buckshot took care of the football and the way he spread the ball around, and uh, he was really accurate and made some plays. Three touchdown passes for Baylor tonight, by any quarterback, BYU quarterback this season. What else can you say that hasn't already been said about Baylor and kind of what he's meant to this team, filling in as a third-string walk-on? Yeah, he's poised and he's ready, and the preparation he put in this week is the same as we've seen from him. He's always been ready to go, and uh, I, I love the way those guys work together. I, li- I like the whole group, you know, so I feel really confident with all those guys being able to get on the field. And he said, Micah's campaigning to throw some footballs too because you threw a touchdown right two for a touchdown so michael wants to remind you that he threw for one too so he's you're two for two and one touchdown right caught one he caught a touchdown i'm gonna look at your stat sheet i gotta brag about him because michael's too humble to talk about himself so (laughs) yeah he's just letting me talk you notice he's not he's not buttoned in here he's not interrupting me you know, there uh, are a few more questions for Coach, and then we'll take some questions for Mike. Coach, I asked the players this. Um, you played your whole, or played and coached most of your career in, in leagues, and you get in November, and you're playing for a league championship. Um, is, is it a different vibe when you're independent and, and you get in November? I mean, do you miss do you miss that, or or does a night like this against another faith-based school kind of validate the independence thing? No, do you have a conference for us to go to? Right. I mean, this is what it is. We we, we love our, our our opportunity to play at home, and play the game of football, and um, you know, play great teams and the, the teams that are that are give us a, a challenge. And, and uh, I think it's a good it's a good uh, it's it's kind of it's what it is. It's what we have, you know. And so, 
uh, I love that we have guys that just are ready to compete no matter what and don't have to worry about that stuff. So this is uh, more of an administration question, but I'm telling you, our guys are ready to play regardless of who the opponent is. And, and uh, I, I got to do a better job of making sure that, they, that I get the best out of our guys and get the most out of them. And so that's that's what I'm trying to focus on. But, yeah, these guys, they're, they're – they're competitors. They'll be ready. It doesn't matter who they face. I mean, Chicago Bears could show up next week and they'll play their, their butts off, so I'm proud of them. Would you prefer to be in a conference? Just you and coach? This is really not a question that really matters right now. I, 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 if you can get me a, a big-time conference, then, then you can formulate one. It seems like you have something planned, so let's go. <laughs> right? So, yeah, I mean, I, that's... You know, we're just we just love representing BYU. We love being able to play this game, and I just want to say that like Liberty had a great we had a great time playing the game with sportsmanship and class. I thought they did a great job doing that. You know, and it was nice to share the field and and, and have a word of prayer in the middle of the field with them. I thought that was something really special. And having two teams that are based on and two schools based on on on, uh, on the religious you know on, on Christian values and everything, and I thought it was really cool. Good competition, and I think they have a really good coach and a really good. Uh, staff and the fan base as well. So, looking forward to seeing what Liberty can do, and, and really oper- uh, just uh, honored that we can uh, share the field with them. So, was that, was that uh, you, you trick plays have helped you a lot this season? Do you think there might come a time where they, you just go to the well too often? Huh? No. Zach. I like trick Jared. plays. So, was that, was that prayer? What do you mean? Like you, you don't do the fake field goal, and what else did you not well, like? The double reverse the reverse. that was picked off. It's all right. It's okay. You guys want us to be aggressive, and now you're, you're Jay. You're killing me. Talking out both sides of your mouth here now, right? So then it's like, where's next week? Where's all the trick plays? How come there's no trick plays? Come on, man. This guy do for touchdowns. That's a great job. All right. I know you're doing your job. I get it. I get it. But yeah, I, hey, there's. We, we have a lot of things that we can do, and I'm looking forward to executing at a high level, and that means trick plays and regular plays and all that stuff. So everyone should be ready for everything when they defend us. Okay, cool. I was just going to ask about that prayer. Was that mm-hmm. planned before the game, or was that something that you did with the coaches? or what? No, it was, it was such a cool moment at the, at the middle of the field when we were shaking hands. I, I mean, our players were really impressed with them, and... and, and uh, this is a different, it's a unique game. And, and I thought, uh, you know, I'm just going to say the Liberty fans should be really proud of their players and the way that they, they, they competed. And and, and uh, I thought it was really cool for us to have that, that moment. It was uh, just a lot of class and sportsmanship. And, and it was a competition. And, and in a violent game like BYU, I was really, like, like BYU and Liberty played tonight, I thought it was uh, such a great example of how what's great about the game too, you know. And, uh, that's a credit to the players and, and, and what they've done and, and the hard work. And at that moment when you're shaking hands, it was just a, such a cool thing. And we felt like, I think Liberty was getting ready to take a knee, and we felt like it was it would be good for us to, to share in that moment. They invited us to, to have a word of prayer with them, and I thought it was a really, really cool moment. Micah, Coach talked about staying focused. Right, you guys have a couple of games coming up here. Where you, guys... you, can't, you can't leave. I waited for you. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Not a lot of players can talk to me like that, but Michael, he gets it. I'll support Michael. That's all right. You've got a couple of games coming up here, UMass and Idaho State, where you guys should be pretty heavily favored. As a team leader, how do you, you know, help keep this team focused and motivated in the coming weeks? Um, you, know, you only have so many opportunities to play in a, in a, in a season and in a career. So, I mean, that, that's really all it takes. You know, once you, once you have that type of mindset um, individually and then you spread it, you know, in your maybe in your position group to your to your side of the ball, and then collectively as a team, 
that's all it takes. And that's something we've been talking about, you know, recently is just that, you know, at least with a lot of the seniors, you know, we before today it was like we only had two more games left in the stadium. And that's just something that kind of really hits home and and really, uh, really just makes it makes it so much so, uh, makes it special. And and, uh, you know, now we only have one more here. And, and it's that's that's really all it takes to go out there and just play as hard as you can, because you never know when uh, when when your time is done. As a senior, how important is it to you to finish off the season strong, you know, get to a bowl game, get these next few wins? Yeah, it means everything. I mean, winning winning is everything to me. Um, I don't care how it gets done. Um, you know, I, I could have a night like I did tonight, or, I mean, I, I've had games, you know, Boise State or other games where we've won, and, you know, I've maybe had a catch or two, but it's, it's, it's really not about that. It's just doing your job and doing what's expected of you. And then, uh, yeah, at the end of the game, it's, you know, you're – or uh, being being up on the scoreboard. That's that's all it is. You got drilled pretty hard on that trip. Oh, I sure did. <laughs> I sure did. Well, what's that like putting yourself out there? You know, your experience being a quarterback before, so you know, you know a little bit. So what was that like? Yeah, it was it was actually pretty fun. It brought back memories of, of high school. And I uh, I guess I've had two completions this year with a little bit of pressure. I think I. Uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's it's just it's fun, and I I love the aggressiveness from our coaches. And uh, every week they've they've put in some some different wrinkles for us to go out there and execute and work tonight. And glad he scored. Your season, your season Q quarterback rating is five over five hundred. Really? So are you gonna push you know push those those? Quarterbacks? I love that. <laughs> Stop, Jared. <laughs> I'm trying to keep him humble, man. Next week. I'm trying I to keep him humble. First snap next week. <laughs> you guys are doing this on purpose because I'm up here. <laughs> I'll let I'll let the guys know about it, especially Zach. <laughs> Have you had to campaign for those throws, or is that just something the coaches like? Hey. We ought to try this for uh, I mean, not not so much. We we've held tryouts before, and um, I've won the tryouts. And, uh, you know, a few a few times after practice on on Thursdays or Fridays, the receivers we coach Fessy has us do a little competition. You know, a couple throws, maybe trying to hit the crossbar on a field goal and things like that. And I've won those, so I think it was just a unanimous decision to to have me throw the throw the pass. But we have a lot of guys in our, on our, in our room that can actually throw, so maybe they'll get their turn. There are the Cougars. Kalani Sataki, the head coach, Micah Simon, wide receiver, throwing for a touchdown, catching a touchdown. When we come back, the Utes on a bye week. UCLA on a bye week. Now they play Saturday night. Big Fox, 6 o'clock. PK and I on that next. Stay with us. Take the zone with you wherever you go. Let's go. Download the all-new Zone Sports Network app on your phone and get live streaming of the zone as well as podcast editions of every show. From Salt Lake to Shanghai, Provo to Portugal, or Ogden to Oslo, wherever you go, we'll tag along. Let's go. Download the new Zone app by searching Zone Sports Network wherever you shop for apps. It's the Zone Sports Network app. From 97.5, 1280, The Zone, and The Zone Sports Network. Good morning, it's DJ and PK. It's 97.5 and 1280, The Zone. Well, PK, we like to watch college football on Saturday and kind of not only for those games, but scout for what's coming up next. And Utah and UCLA threw us a curve. The conference set it up so they both have bye weeks coming into this mega showdown. 
five and one Utah, the leaders in the South. Four and two UCLA, a game back. As Kyle Whittingham noticed, uh, noted uh, last Monday, and there's only media availability for the uh, the entire media scrum. Hey, there's only two teams in the South that can control what happens. They don't need any help. They just have to win, and they go to the Pac-12 title game, and it's Utah and UCLA. So this mega game, four and two. All right, four and five, UCLA. <laughs> mega game. You can't sell it. They're four and five. But they're four and two in league, so what he said is true. If they win their last three, they're going to the Pac-12 title game. Nah, that's just scheduling. They haven't played the Utes yet. <laughs> the dream dies here. Right. And then they play USC. And Cal. Yep. They actually play Cal after they play SC. Well, the USC game gets moved forward. They're kind of setting it up now that uh, UCLA and Cal is season-ending kind of like a rivalry game. Well, they Stanford, Cal, and Utah, and USC. To accommodate uh, Notre Dame. Right. So, I don't see this as a big game. Not at all. I, don't, I just don't see it. I, I, interestingly, last week when he was saying, well – you know, USC, they're still in first place for a while. He had no problem saying, basically, well, they're going to lose. Right. And now, oh, you see Los Angeles, man, they control their own destiny. They are on fire. Because <laughs> <laughs> they're the next opponent. So, to me, the interesting thing is how the Utes are going to handle all this praise. I mean, this has been a banner week. I never thought beating a 5-4 and four team in Washington would get them so much praise. And I think it also has the fact that Oregon beat SC, so now SC's out of the way, provided you obviously don't lose. And then you can go into this with, well, this is basically Oregon, man. How are you going to defend Oregon? We might as well not even ask questions about the Bruins, uh, the Wildcats, and the Buffaloes. We might as well just go right to the Ducks. How are you going to defend them? And that's got to just make him bristle, obviously, because – They've been getting so much love, and here we are thinking, well, it's just basically a formality. These three games, get them over with already, and let's get to the point on uh, December 6th. When do they play? What time? We already know who they're going to play. So how are they going to defend Justin Herbert? And coaches don't like that. We had Riley Jensen on last week going on and on, and I, w- <laughs> I wouldn't have it. You provoked him. Well, it was because it was all coach stuff. But the the reality is everyone expects them to win now. Literally everybody. Yeah. There's no teams with winning records on the schedule. Washington was the last team with a winning record. Bad news, man. Win, win, and win. Heavy favorite, heavy favorite, heavy favorite. Now, I like the fact that they are playing the Bruins who have won three in a row. Four out of six, if you want to go back to that. You know, they were they started 0-3, were left for dead, down 107 points against Washington State, and came back with the most incredible comeback that we have seen this season. Maybe since uh what was it, two years ago, they were but even Texas after, A&M. Even after that, that was after they got skunked in their non conference schedule. They went to Cincinnati and got beat, and San Diego State beat them, and then Oklahoma blew them out. And then they had that miraculous comeback, but they followed it up by losing to Arizona and Oregon State. Now, I guess Arizona's basically who we think they are, but Oregon State's probably overachieved a little versus their last place that prediction. That was a bad loss against Oregon State. In the North. Yeah. 
Yeah, Oregon State. That was at home, no less. It at was. least in Arizona was in Tucson. Didn't they fall behind big in that game? Wasn't it like 21 nothing right away? And then they just tried to dig out of it. Speaking yeah, of tw- the Cats? Oregon State, 21 nothing after the first quarter. Now, both of those – oh, you're speaking of Oregon State. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The Arizona game, both quarterbacks were out for both teams, so they were playing backups. And Arizona got it done, much to my chagrin. <laughs> uh and then, and then they Stanford. Now Stanford was playing a third team quarterback. Now the, the best win is the ASU win. They had ASU had no excuses. Yeah, they're young, but they were young in the other the games they won, and they blew them off the field. It was a butt kicking. It's a ten point game, but the Devils scored I think twenty two points in the fourth quarter. So it's a little bit misleading. Right. They, they dominated. Yes. I would say the the difference here for UCLA has been that they have started feeding Joshua Kelly their running back the ball, and he has put up huge numbers, and that's how they won these three in a row. Uh, Stanford he ran for 18 times for 176 yards. That's absurd. That's off the charts. It's almost 10 yards a carry. But ASU 34 for 164 yards, and Colorado 23 carries for 126 yards. So he's had three big games in a row. That's uh, almost 500 yards of rushing in those three games. Not quite, but almost. And nobody thinks there's any way he's going to do that to the Utes. No. They're just going to line up and run him at the Utah front six and get somewhere? Robinson is mobile, though, too. He can he can move around. Or, or if you prefer, Thompson Robinson. DTR, they call him. Yep. Dorian Thompson Robinson. Joshua Kelly, you know, this is why I, I've gone so soft in my old age. I don't I don't hate any teams in the conference except the U of A. And one of the reasons is Joshua Kelly is the perfect example. He came on it when we did the broadcast down there. Uh-huh. And you wanted to hug the kid afterward. Really? My gosh. You're the you're the real deal. If the he's a representative of what this youth of America is about, sign me up. Here's a kid who wasn't recruited by anybody. I think he went to UC Davis. And I think he walked on at UC Davis, and, and then he walked on down in Westwood. And he is in love with the world. He was such a good kid. I couldn't believe how positive and how happy and how grateful he was. All the qualities you'd want in a son, this young man had them. And it was unbelievable how just impressive he was and then chip kelly came in afterward and said he believed in himself nobody else did but he did and look at him now he's crushed it three games in a row i'm so happy for this and for those of you who think that he was running feeding off the passing game he really is the focus you look at dorian thompson robinson's stats and he's got the 500-yard game against Washington State. Total outlier. There is no other 400-yard game. There is no other 300-yard game. There is no other 250-yard game. He literally hasn't done half of what he did against Wazoo that night. And he's only broken 200 yards two other games. Well, that's not this who Chip is, Kelly is. Right. Run it. Run it. Yeah. And so they're not going to throw it. They're going to take a handful of shots. I mean, really, their pass-run ratio, honestly, if you, if you looked around, it looks like Utah. Try to be efficient, take some shots, throw for a couple hundred yards, and hit on a touchdown or two. Now, he's got a lot of two-touchdown games. So, they'll take shots and try to hit big plays. Yeah. But it's a steady diet of run, 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 run. I think Kelly can have some success, though. It's not like Utah just shuts down everybody. And Benjamin ran for 100 yards. Yeah. 
I mean, I don't think they're going to win, but I, I think they can move the ball a little bit on the ground. I think these are two very good runners. I can argue this is the best running combo, quarterback, running back, in the South and in the conference. Tyler doesn't run much anymore. Be interesting to see with him healthy how that changes. I don't, better not change at all. <laughs> Why the heck would you change it? That'd be ridiculous. And it's not going to change. I go back to what Andy Ludwig said to me face to face in spring ball. Well, I think it doesn't change if for no other reason. There's that, and why would you run him now and risk getting him hurt? Because you you want him 100% ready for that Oregon game. Look at me taking him three at a time. He'll move around when he needs to, but he's just not going – he'll scramble here and there. But you saw in Washington, he needed a first down. Boom, got down, slid. Yep. First and a, and a real baseball slide. It was legit. So they're going to do everything in their power to keep him – from get, taking a big hit. Now he could get crushed on a blitz or whatnot, and those are right. types of things that happen. That's how he got hurt. He was behind the line of scrimmage. He was in the pocket, stepping yeah. up, and had a guy come from behind and well, take Well, certainly him down. last year that's how it was, and this year it was too against the same you team. You know, the, the funny thing is that I, I didn't think he was moving that well in the Washington game. I thought there were a couple times you could really see he was hobbled. But, man, when he had to run for that corner pylon for the go-ahead touchdown, like there was no issue. There was no problem. I thought problem. he was moving fine. Really? I thought he hobbled a couple of times, but he, clearly. But he he played the way he needed to play, so he was fine. He wasn't. If you're comparing him to last year and the sophomore year, yes. But no, compare him to this year. He was fine. He can move around. He wasn't at top speed. He wasn't 100. percent But he didn't need to be. I don't even know that I want him to be. Because <laughs> I don't want him thinking him. I'm going to take off. Yeah, I'd rather you him. not test. I'd rather you just play exactly the way you've played, man. You play the way you've played. You are league MVP. 75 percent completion rate. Yeah. Big plays on third down. Um, you know what? He leads the country in third down completion rate. Yeah, he's been very among good active on, players. He's been kid very from good. Uh, Miami, I think, yeah. is ahead of him, but he got as a season-ending injury, or Florida. So they're gone. He's that kid's gone. It's it's Huntley, and uh, and and he's been drilled into him that third downs are the winning plays. Oh yeah, yeah. Third down's the only down. That's a long-time no, coaching cliche. No matter. Either. That's not true. But I know it's not. But they love the, whatever you do on third down. If if you mess up the first two downs and it's third and fifteen and you convert it, then the first two didn't matter. Yeah. And if it's third and one, you set yourself up and you screw it up. You're off the field. Right. But you know, they all, I get it's they, an oversimplification. They, they go together. Yep. But he's been sensational. He's literally had the best completion rate of any active quarterback in the country. You cannot ask for more. So, if I'm Kyle. Uh, I just let these guys know you haven't won Jack. I don't come down on them because I think they'll see through it. I think you have to be real and you have to say, hey, we haven't won anything yet, man. And there was two years ago, they went into uh, Tucson when they were ranked and got beat in OT. Don't! I was there. That one sucked. And if if I recall, that was in November too. Yeah. Well, the November thing's out there, and, and they know it, and I think it has a lot to do with how deep they've been and how good they've been and how their schedule has fallen. But Damari Simpkins, after Washington, said something to the effect of everybody knows about uh, the November thing, but we got that. You know, basically got over the hump and did that, but you got to get over that hump three more times. Although, if I've got to get over the hump, I'd rather have it be against these three teams. <laughs> looking mm-hmm. around, looking for that eight-win team, and I don't see them. No, although I can argue that really the only hump left available is Oregon and that there there is no hump this year. 
I, I just don't see it, man. I don't see it. I, I, it shouldn't happen. I don't think it'll happen. But I think we've all watched enough football to know if you turn it over five times, you can lose to anybody. Yeah, but I don't, I don't think they will. I don't see. I, there's you. only one thing, and that's an injury to Tyler. That would suck. That is that is exclusively it. And plus, I think SC is probably going to lose another game anyway. And that could happen. I don't think Utah's going to the playoffs. So worst case scenario, a two loss Utah team gets in anyway. They no, they don't get in the playoff. No, but the they get, game. And then they beat Oregon. You're yeah, going to go to the Rose Bowl. You're going to have to beat Oregon either way, whether you have zero losses or one or two losses. So theoretically, if you, Utah you beats, could lose another game yeah, and still go Utah, to the Rose Bowl, as long as you don't lose to UCLA, you don't want them winning. I don't out. think they're going to win out either. No, I don't. You're right. <laughs> That's and what I'm bar saying. The just keeps getting lower. Well, it is this year. No, but you're right. And, and well, the Trojans and Bruins play each other. So someone has to lose, I promise you. There it is. <laughs> right now, I would expect SC to win that game. But check back in a couple weeks. I thought that last year, too, and they didn't. So what else are we going to watch for down the stretch here in the Pac-12? Are we just going to sit here and watch Oregon every week? And see how they look and try to analyze the matchup because we're sitting here watching what we think are foregone conclusions. Well, yeah, I think we would just watch Oregon from the term from the standpoint of can the Pac twelve get one in? Because if Oregon loses and even if the Utes beat Oregon, that's that hurts their cause, doesn't help it. Right. So both teams need each other to win out. And you got the schedule up. Who do the Ducks have? Uh, you know, well, that was the interesting thing about watching this weekend was that they were another team that wasn't playing this weekend. Right, but I mean going forward. <laughs> yeah. Uh, going forward, they are going to be at home against Arizona. So you watch it because it's Oregon. W. You watch it because that's, you know. Oh, I love the watching Utes, Arizona get killed. So that's Utes why I'll watch next it. Next opponent. <laughs> Herbert, throw six TD passes for all I care. You, and then take them out in the second quarter. So, uh, <laughs> Arizona bowl eligible? No, not really. I hope not. Uh, it seems like the losses are going to pile I up. I don't now. hate SC anymore. Really? Because of Clay, Helton? I, I'm just not there. It's their fans. Oregon, after hosting Arizona, goes to Arizona State. Yeah, I know that. And then it'd be the Civil War, right? Oregon State at home to wrap it up. So, they got a couple of wins. They, they got three wins in the back pocket. They're looking really good. They won't, they won't mess up that ASU game on the road? I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to lie, uh, but I don't think so, no. No, they're, they've taken it to another level. This is the closest they've been since those great teams. It's been a little bit of a run for them. They've had, yeah. uh, they've had their issues. They've had their problems. They've but, cycled through coaches. Well, I think they're set now. I think they're good to go. They And... By all accounts, uh, the guy has his best crystal. Uh, crystal ball has best recruiting class. This this past recruiting load class. them up. They're gonna work the magic again. So my thought is that they're going to do it again. Right, gonna be picked number one again next no, year. No, they're gonna have another great recruiting class. Yeah. If he did it this year, why wouldn't he do it next year? Right. You know, they've settled down. The coaching changes. They had six straight double-digit win seasons. Now this will be the first one in five. 
Right. Nine and four to four and eight to seven and six to nine and four. Yeah, it seems like they're back. Man, Willie Taggart made so much money. <laughs> he went seven and six at Oregon in his one year. And then he goes to Florida State, got paid at Oregon, goes to Florida State and gets paid again. As it, and then doesn't get bowl eligible and is four and five and gets let go. Yeah, I'd go down to Key West or something. Just... Quit beating your head against the wall. Yeah, I know. <laughs> what do you need to fly around the country talking to high school kids for? Yeah, really. Or I mean, I know there's pride involved. Or go be a coordinator somewhere. Or well, something. and you're just too know. you're too young to do nothing. I mean, I think that's. Yeah. But you want to go 16 and 17. Yeah, but three you can years. do plenty of other things. It doesn't have to be coach football at the highest level or nothing. That's true. There's <laughs> plenty of other things to do, particularly when you're not worried about finances. Go be a social worker. Go be a teacher. <laughs> Make a contribution, and then you don't have to worry about money. That would, that would who wouldn't want that, man? Go volunteer. Go, come on, Willie. There's plenty of stuff you can do. <laughs> <laughs> the last three years, 16 and 17. Payday! College football. I know. It's a joke, man. And they're talking about someone being bought out if they should, uh, if things really get away from the Arizona, even more so than they, than they are. And yeah, these guys get these outrageous amounts of money. That's where when you talk about all oh, the kids are getting hosed over, it's these guys that the money's guaranteed. If you earn if you earn it, well, it wouldn't be as big a deal. Yeah. Right. But they're they're another team coming off a bye week. Arizona didn't, didn't play this weekend. And they're four and five, but at Oregon looks like four and six. Sweet. Home to Utah looks like four and seven. Sweet. And you're going into ASU. It's I'd a rivalry be, game, but you can't get bowl game. eligible. You better lose that game. That's four and eight. Yeah. And then and they started four and one. I mean, this is a team riding a four-game losing streak with Oregon Good. and Utah coming Good. up. Good. Crash and burn. <laughs> <laughs> they can't stop anybody. I mean, I'm just looking at it. So they gave up 41, 41, uh, 56, 51. I mean, just, I last game they won, they won 35-30 over Colorado. That defense can't stop anybody. If I'm Zach Moss, I'm thinking big numbers. And if I'm Kyle Winningham, I'm thinking three-touchdown lead and get all the first stringers out. If We're it works that kids. way. But I think their offense can be explosive. It can be. Absolutely, it can be. Yeah. Make big plays from all over the field. So that would concern they weren't blown me out. just a little. They weren't blown out in all these games, but they were blown out in some of them. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and I have to go back and see because obviously they're very quarterback driven. I mean, when he plays there, they're much better than when he doesn't. Right. So. But that's a game for another week for Arizona. For now, it's the Utes and UCLA. And the Utes have gotten a lot of praise, but I think Kyle could let that go a little bit for a day. It's a bye week, and then you come down, and you're like, okay, guys, back at it, you know? Oh, yeah, And, and yeah, I don't oh, think yeah, that's yeah. a message for today. I and expect that's a message he delivered in the middle of last week. Well, the thing about these guys is they're so senior-oriented. Man, they are just dominant seniors. They may never have another senior class like this. Never's a long time. I know. I mean, we and we were doing. But this, I ain't going to be doing this. In we were doing years, this show so in '08. Care. You're right, and we were doing the show in '08. <laughs> and the odds of us doing it 11 years from now aren't good. Although I wouldn't mind beating the odds. But anyway, in '08, we're like, well, when are they going to have a team like this again? I mean, 13 and 0, and to just face bunch Alabama right out of the gate, get them down and keep them down. It's 21 nothing after three possessions, and you're never going to lead this game. And Kyle scream, make them quit. Go back on your board sometime and look at the play-by-play for the fourth quarter and see how often Alabama could snap the ball and gain more than two yards. Do you realize how bored I'd have to be? Yeah. But I, I wasn't really telling you that much. As okay. I think there's some Ute fans listening to this. They're like, really? They were that good? In the fourth quarter, their defense kicked Alabama's butt 
so badly. Well, if you're that hard of hardcore of a fan, you've you've got that. DVR. Yeah, you may already <laughs> memorize. You had a DVR. Like you add up the no gains, the tackles for loss, and the incomplete passes. I and mean, Alabama wasn't really going forward in the fourth quarter. I was there. You were there in an auxiliary press box with Alabama radio homers rooting. Oh, the fourth quarter, I was on the field. <laughs> All right, DJ and PK, it's 97.5 and 12.80 The Zone. When we come back, what is trending? All the headlines next.